Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be joined by Joe Dzierski from the Spousman National Sleep Foundation. Joe will be helping us take a look at sleep hygiene and how bad sleep can lead to a host of health issues. Joe will also talk to us about some of the new state laws related to drowsy driving. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Joe Dzierski from the Spousman National Sleep Foundation. Joe Dzierski is with us right now. Joe is a spokesperson for the NSF, the National Sleep Foundation. Hey, Joe, good morning. Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. Good morning to you. Good morning. Actually, we weren't sleeping last week. We were up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We were broadcasting from Dallas at the Women in Trucking Accelerate Conference, Joe. You would have enjoyed that. What an energetic conference that is. Tell you what, everybody was really wide awake for all of the breakout sessions and things like that. You guys ought to go to that next year. Oh, it sounds like a good time. Indeed. Well, you are also a sleep expert yourself, so we're going to talk about a little self-care here this morning and what is known as sleep hygiene. We started talking about something that was really new, in a sense, years and years ago, sleep hygiene, and you can really make that happen in a truck through different things like curtains to get the blackness, or maybe a sound machine, maybe have the ocean sounds, all of those sorts of things. We can kind of get into that, but some of the things that were really emphasized last week and it always boils down to it are the numbers drowsy driving responsible for more than 6400 deaths here in the states every year 95 percent of people say drowsy driving is risky and 99.9 percent of drivers do it right joe i mean come on <laughs> you round it up a little bit but the numbers are high the vast majority of us are doing it even though everyone pretty much universally is calling it a risky behavior we emphasize that so much here in the trucking world, of course, and then in regular American life, your sleep and your sleep habits or lack thereof really don't affect anything else in your life unless something really bad happens and you get into an accident or you fall over on your desk and you hurt yourself. There's not much that's going to happen to you professionally. But in the trucking industry, we just got through talking about diabetes with Dr. Cole. That has a medical and a legal component. Sleep has a medical and a legal component. Several components, as a matter of fact. So trucking always has that baggage. It's almost like pulling another trailer full of stuff that regular folks don't have. Do you find that to be a real kind of a barrier in terms of understanding because the paperwork kind of gets in the way of your self-care? Yeah, I think a couple things jump out to me, what you were just saying is that first, I mean, you just had this physician on who was speaking about diabetes and I wasn't able to tune into the earlier segment, but I'd miss an opportunity if I didn't say that how you sleep at night is also related to how you process your sugars and your diet and all these sorts of things. So there's certainly a very strong and well-established link between your sleep and risk for diabetes and your ability to manage your diabetes. So I think there's a direct connection right there. But as you were mentioning, drowsy driving and the immediate consequences of falling asleep behind the wheel, not being as alert as you would hope, not being able to react as quickly, being more irritable, all these things that are related to your nighttime sleep. It's one of the few instances where there's this immediate consequence of 
either poor sleep, disrupted sleep, not getting enough sleep. So it's the heart attack of the sleep world, if you will. There are in everyday life, if you are not sleeping well, as I just mentioned with diabetes, there are many consequences of not sleeping well. I think it extends beyond the trucking industry. I think people who are chronically late for work or who take more sick days or who just make more mistakes, when you don't sleep well, you're more prone to cardiac conditions, to anger outbursts, to relationship difficulties, just a whole host of things. But the trick is, is that the consequences of sleep build gradually. It's not that immediate, profound thing, except for in the case of motor vehicle crashes with drowsy driving, that is. We always try to make these parallels, or I do. We have a program on weekly with our friends at TA Petro Truck Stops called Maintenance Matters. The idea is a well-maintained truck is a truck that is going to be serviceable. It'll be reliable. It'd be a lot cheaper to keep it running than it is to get it running again, based on what Homer Hogg at TA says is the 110-100. Preventive maintenance is a dollar. Maintenance on the spot is 10 bucks. Side of the road maintenance is $100. So you kind of take that in plug your body into it when you sleep your body is going into the shop that's when muscles are repaired if you've done some weight lifting that's where systems are checked then when you wake up you've had some repairs and you've had some checks you've had a maintenance check we're kind of breaking that maintenance agreement if you broke that maintenance agreement on a leased truck you'd have a problem when it came to payoff time yeah i love this analogy maintenance matters it does and you hit it spot on your maintenance occurs during the night when you're sleeping, not just for your body and your muscles, but you're clearing out toxins of the brain. You're doing emotional processing. You're setting yourself up for success during the day. I always say that if we could get by without sleep, no one would do it. It'd be a huge waste of time. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that it's essential for your daytime functioning. So maintenance matters. Invest in yourself. Prioritize your maintenance same thing. You'd rather avoid all the health consequences that get exacerbated with poor sleep than deal with them. The cost of dealing with them, the heartache, the struggles, the inconvenience, maintenance matters. I love that analogy. Well, thank you very much. And it's my gift to you. (laughs) I will use it. Thank you. You're listening to the Highway Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. If you would like to stay up to date on what's happening with Radio Nemo, please visit RadioNemo.com. You'll see the latest on the Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, and the Tim Ridley Show. RadioNemo.com also has a blog section with news and notes from around the trucking industry. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Now let's get you back to this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. This morning, we're talking with Joe Derjewski from the National Sleep Foundation. Joe, good morning again. Good morning, good morning. I don't want to leave this out, and I do want to kind of circle back to self-care, sleep hygiene, and everything. But I went into the break with a rather provocative statement, I think. Maybe I went overboard. But there is a movement now to add to the states. There are two that have drowsy driving laws that pretty much make them tantamount to the other things that cause problems like distracted driving and driving under the influence. 
Yeah, so two states, two out of 50, there's not a high rate of these states with these laws. When we think about drowsy driving, we like to consider it another form of impaired driving. So there's the three Ds, if you will, drunk, drugged, and distracted driving that everyone recognizes. Then there's the fourth D, drowsy driving. And we know 20% of all motor vehicle crashes, drowsy driving is implicated. Over 6,000 fatalities a year in the U.S., so certainly, drowsy driving is another form of impaired driving and should be treated as such. I want to read this real quick because it won't take long, Joe. In Arkansas, this is from 2013, 10 years now, the drowsy driving law defines fatigue as being without sleep for a period in excess of 24 consecutive hours or in the state of being asleep. And that's just an excerpt, kind of the direction that they took. And the direction that New Jersey took in 2002 is Maggie's Law. Maggie's Law, the statute deems driving, quote, while knowingly fatigued as reckless and defines fatigue as being without sleep for a period in excess of 24 consecutive hours. So New Jersey is a little bit more direct. Obviously, there's more to those laws. You couldn't get two states more different than Arkansas and New Jersey in every way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, I mean, well, the first thing that jumps out to mind, as you mentioned, the laws is one's named after a person, and that usually signifies a tragedy that was very preventable. So you don't want these laws to be reactive, right? You'd like to be proactive and try to push off or avoid the loss of human life that's clearly preventable. The other thing is both the definitions are really actually pretty lenient. Going without sleep for a whole 24 hours, well, that no was one my next question. Where do you think that 24 hours came from? It Was it just like the most convenient mark on the dartboard there? Yeah, I mean, I think they said, okay, how many hours are in the day? How do we know that when someone has not had enough sleep? Well, they've had none, so they probably went with zero. And again, it's a convenient, it's an easy way, and it's certainly, I don't think, anything that someone would argue with. No sleep in a day, you are not fit to drive. You are not able to operate a motor vehicle safely by any means. National Sleep Foundation commissioned a expert panel some years ago and put forth consensus recommendations about when a person is without a doubt unfit to drive due to low levels of sleep. And here too, the numbers weren't much better, but the expert panel suggested anywhere up to two or three hours you were unfit to drive if you only slept that within the preceding 24 hours. And then they said most people would be unfit to drive under three to five hours per 24 hours. And you can see this. They've done some studies where they've showed four to five hours of sleep in 24 hours. You have the reaction times equivalent to a blood alcohol level of 0.05. They say that you cannot make up for sleep. In other words, I only got 15 hours of sleep all week, but I'll sleep all weekend and that'll add up to what I need and then I can move into the next week. It doesn't work that way. But it does work the other way. It is a cumulative effect negatively. Yes, without a doubt. So if you naturally need seven hours, and seven hours is not a reasonable amount of time, if you naturally need seven hours to operate your best during the day and you routinely get five hours a night, if you do that for five days in a row, you miss two hours per night times five is you're operating at a minus 10 at that point. That's not a good or healthy place to be. You're right. You build up what we like to call sleep debt. And that's exactly what it is. It's taking the amount that you're under in sleep every night and adding it on and compounding over time. And it does have a cumulative effect.
We were talking about communication yesterday on the program. The fact that back in the day when I started over 50 years ago doing this on the all-night AM stations, Joe, the idea was that less is more in terms of communication. So a truck driver would have to stop at 2 or 3 in the morning, find a working pay phone at a rest area or a closed gas station someplace or stand in line at a truck stop to make a phone call, maybe to the radio program or to home or to their dispatchers so that was then but we seemed to have more connectivity back then now we have all of the gizmos and gadgets and apps and everything that we can imagine to constantly be in contact but we're not really communicating as much as we used to i remember a day when teenagers were known for several things but towards the top of the list were they were lazy and all they did was sleep all day long and there was a reason for that because they were adolescents and they were lazy (laughs) and so they needed to sleep all day long after sleeping all night. We've talked about this on the program a couple of years ago, I guess, Joe, about, and we talked about this briefly during the news break a while back here this morning, about the fact that FOMO, fear of missing out, that's where I learned the term FOMO, fear of missing out, was really one of the major causes of drowsy driving among school kids because they're in bed and they got that cell phone right under the pillow, so every time someone posts something on Instagram or TikTok or sends a text, they got to get up and read the phone and they can't sleep and they wind up sleeping all day. So technology can help us so much and it's such a two-edged sword, isn't it? So you got like this other layer of concerns now on top of everything else. Yeah, that double-edged sword is such a nice way to put it, is that you have technology that can do so much good. But in certain times, and you, you listed a perfect example of how it can disrupt the sleep for who I would consider an already vulnerable segment of the population or an at-risk group. They just learned how to drive. So these are the sort of folks that you don't want to be operating a motor vehicle when they are less than optimally able to do so. So they're at this perfect intersection, if you will, of a new behavior and all these risk factors. Some of the risk factors, like you said, the use of electronics at night, but also adolescents, teens, they naturally need more sleep than adults. They should be sleeping eight to 10 hours per night. Their bodies are changing. Their minds and brains are developing. Most adults should be getting seven to nine, teens eight to 10. So there's a difference there. And also teens have this natural propensity to want to stay up a little bit later and then sleep a little bit longer in the morning. The big issue is, is high schools are all starting as early as humanly possible. So it's going against the teen's natural body and rhythms as well, right? So they're fighting this whole host of events that leads to the fact that a lot of them are on the road when they're not getting their best sleep to allow them to operate this car as alertly as possible. Thank you for kind of going down that rabbit hole with me just for a moment. I appreciate that. That's a subject unto itself, as all of these factors are, though. I mean, there's so much Mm -hmm. behind the curtain on each one of these issues. But let's talk a little bit about sleep hygiene. I kind of mentioned blackout curtains that you can fashion or get for your truck, or maybe even something as simple as a sleep mask. You want to try to provide, like, total darkness if you can. Is that a good place Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about setting up your truck and your sleeping area for quality sleep? There's a lot of prep work and you can do a lot to set yourself up for success. First thing I'll say is that National Sleep Foundation is committed to helping anyone and everyone be their best left self. So we like to say that there's some healthy sleep behaviors or practices. We don't call it sleep hygiene at National Sleep Foundation because who wants to be unhygienic in anything? We're calling it healthy sleep behaviors, but you're right. First, light works two ways. You want to get some bright light in the morning. So if possible, if your schedule allows, open up the curtains, take the eye mask off, do all these sorts of things, get that nice, natural, bright light in the morning. It helps set your body's internal clock. 
But in the evening, when you're trying to sleep, close the curtains, put on an eye mask, make it as dark as you can, put in earplugs if possible or a sound conditioner, keep it nice and quiet. Try to make your sleep environment in your truck as home-like as possible. You want it to be a cue for your body. When those curtains shut, when you turn the sound a different way, when you slip the eye mask on, maybe you even try to buy sheets that feel the same as the sheets in your bed at home so that everything signals your body, now's the time to sleep. Maybe you listen to the same relaxing music or do the same breathing exercises or do things in the same fashion, brush your teeth, do this, do that. Just everything, set it up so that it parallels that home environment as much as possible, noting that obviously one's in a truck and one's in a home, but trying to make it so that your body understands and is aware of what's about to come. And that's good quality, restful sleep. And never take a nap in the driver's seat is what I've heard. Generally, I think that would be a bad idea. You don't want your body having any sort of association with sleeping in that seat. That's the seat to be fully awake to operate this vehicle while you're alert, aware of your surroundings, completely in control of your abilities and the truck in its entirety. So I would avoid that entirely. I would always try to sleep, whether it's full sleep or naps, in a different location than the truck. There are folks out there listening right now, taking notes mentally, saying, yeah, those are great ideas. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a sound machine, sleep mask. And there are other folks out there who are saying, oh, man, get out of here. That's all stupid stuff. I would say try one thing for a better sleep habit and do the dark thing first and see how much better you sleep in the dark. And then one thing generally leads to another, doesn't it, Joe? You're doing one thing and you say, well, wait a minute. There are some other things I can do, too. Let me get some sheets from home. And then you Uh can start. Bring that pillow from the house, whatever it might be. But you're right. Start with some light. Avoid that nicotine and that caffeine right before you're trying to go down. Don't eat heavy meals right before you go down. Try to get active if you can. Physical activity is good for everything. But start with one thing. And the key is, is be consistent with it. When you're changing behaviors, it's a little bit different than a pill. A pill can work immediately because it's changing some chemicals within your body for whatever you're taking that pill for. Some pills take time. They have to build up. But behaviors take time. You have to be consistent with it for them to take effect. So don't put on an eye mask one night and say, oh, I didn't sleep well and toss it out the window. It doesn't work like that. Be consistent. Let a new routine take effect. Well, I'll tell you what, this conversation has had an effect on me. And, Joe, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the program. Hope you'll come back. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, and we're happy to come back anytime. Joe Derjewski, everyone, from the National Sleep Foundation. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health podcast through Podwheels powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels powered by Radio Nemo.